0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 75. Today we're talking about the Future Ready Tech Coaches Network and how you can be a part of it this year at FETC. And even if you're not going into Florida, we've got some great things for you as far as what you can expect this year as a tech coach. We hope you guys are having a great season. Of course, as we're releasing this, it's just a few days into our long holiday break. I know I am supercharged from coming out of a great weekend. Took the kids to go see Rise of Skywalker and all I can say is, okay, well I'm not doing any spoilers on here so you don't have to worry about all this stuff. But I will tell you guys, absolutely great movie. Had a fantastic time with the kids. Held on to my little daughter the entire movie. It was such a great time. If you guys have heard it and had a chance to check out the show, we would love to have you guys send us your reviews and let us know what you guys think of the movie. And I got to tell you guys, also there's a lot of great changes coming up here in 2020. There's a lot of amazing things for all the latest and greatest on our podcast and everything over on the Teacher Cast Tech Coaches Network. Check us out over on AskTheTechCoach.com. We've got a lot of new things coming And look out for next week's episode. We're going to be talking about our holiday plans and what we've got going on. So check that out over on AskTheTechCoach.com and make sure that you share and hit that subscribe button. We would love to have you guys a part of our Tech Coaches Network in 2020. I can't believe here we are at that point. But it is that time, the calendar's flipping over. We're getting ready to get on an airplane to head down to Miami, Florida. My first time going down there, and I am going to have a chance to meet my guest today and learn all about the great things that are happening at Future Ready Tech Coaching. My guest today is not only recognized as a to K-12 administrator to watch and also in a Texas EdTech Person of the Year, she was also serving as the National Advisor for Future Ready Schools and a spokesperson for Future Ready Coaches. My guest today is Brianna Hodges. Brianna, how are you today? Welcome to the show.
1: I am fantastic. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today and to, to get to um, – Swap some stories, have some conversations, and yeah, the countdown begins both for 2020 as well as FETC. So uh, it's definitely exciting, exciting times happening all around.
0: It is. And, you know, we've been working with tech coaches now for the last couple years, and we are so excited to see that there are so many great things happening nationally, globally to support tech coaches. I mean, there's some great things that we're going to talk about today happening at Future Ready. There's some great things today happening over at FETC. Talk to us a little bit about what's going on, but first of all, who is Brianna Hodges? How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing I'm doing fantastic. Um, who is Brianna Hodges? Well, I guess that probably depends um, on the day. You know, I think it feels like um like for so many of us, whether we're in the classroom at at, at the district level, a parent, a student, a learner, whatever it looks like. You know, our um, uh, our, who who we are and how we're doing so greatly depends upon um, the people that we're working with and and what those challenges are um, you know a, a little bit of my background for those who who don't know I wasn't always in um, in the classroom I was in corporate America before I went into um, into education and uh, and and the thing that I have learned um, and, and then I was an English teacher and a basketball coach before I went into mm-hmm. um, to coaching and then into district administration and the, the thread that has carried through every one of my experiences has been um, story and, and you know, really, you know, how do we connect what it is that um, people have um, and kind of ha- their experiences that they've had and their interests. And then we connect them to the information that we are trying to, to get across and trying to convey. And, um, you know, I think that that is so much what, we do as tech coaches and and as as people in general so um so it's kind of hard for me to say you know who the heck am i today mm-hmm. but um I, I can definitely tell you that i am a, i'm a storyteller and and first and foremost and i am a um connector and a communicator so i'm super excited to to get to to share my experiences and, and thoughts today
0: well we certainly have a lot in common as far as being tech coaches and telling stories that is what the job is right Like we are here to help teachers tell the those stories of their amazing curricular activities, put it onto a, a, a canvas in front of their students and really help them come to life. Talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing as you travel, as you work with other teachers in the world of coaching. What, How do you define the term tech coach or instructional technologist or What's your favorite title that people use these well, days?
1: I love, I love that you're trying. You know, I mean, because that's one of the things that's such a challenge um, across the nation, especially around coaching. Number one, we know that coaching is super hot. Everybody talks about coaching. Everybody wants to have, um, you know, their fingers in it. There, you know, it. It. We, we treat it almost as if it's going to be the silver bullet where we're going to add coaching in, and it's going to, going to, you know, automatically. Um, just change everything. Um, and, and and so there's so much that's happening and, and, and it's really exciting for me to see. That said, it is such a challenge. You know, across the nation, we see 3.5 million teachers um, and roughly 42,000 coaches uh, or whatever flavor you want to call yourself, whether it's teacher on special assignment, instructional coach, tech coach, digital learning specialist, innovation specialist, You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. And that's one of the greatest challenges that... We have in this particular industry is that we don't have a singular um, job description or, right. or um, you know, the people that we work with, even what department we're going to be aligned with, any of those types of things. And so it becomes, um, it, it becomes kind of this very nebulous beast that uh, makes it very challenging. Um, I personally love that because that means that you get to make it your own for your own situation but there there comes some some really strong challenges uh, along that way there's not a playbook there's not a recipe book there's not um you know a lot to go from as far as here's the 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 way and the light and the path um but at the same time that's kind of i think Pretty much life in general is that you're going to always be able to, you know, build those things and kind of go with it.
0: You know, we we say it all the time on this show. If you get 10 tech coaches together, you have 25 job descriptions and it doesn't matter who you are, or where you are. Something is always going to be different for you and depending on who you're working with. And as you said, whatever part of the ladder you happen to be on. Now many tech coaches that listen to this show fall into a couple of different categories. They're either brand new to teaching, they're early 20s, they're ready to go, they're the, you know the tech people or they're somewhere in that you know 30-45 area here who have had a, a lot of years of experience and are looking to now broaden their horizons and help out. But no matter where you are, there's still a lot of challenges. There's still a lot of things that tech coaches face that are similar. What are you seeing as you walk uh, you know as you walk into classrooms and work with other tech tech coaches, what are some of the commonalities that we all, uh, we'll start with, what are the commonalities that we all struggle with?
1: I I think first and foremost, the the biggest struggle is um, really, you know, connecting into the classroom. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, not losing focus. You, you said it, you know, a lot of times people will label us as the um, the techie, the person who can fix anything that comes along the way when it comes to, to anything that, that plugs in, right? Like you're the person who can come in there and fix it. And so often that is very limiting, um, by what you can do, you know, uh, you, most coaches that, that, um, I have the opportunity to work with myself included, um, that all of the, all of the coaches that, that I have had in my, in my department that I've been able, um, to, to lead with and, and alongside, um, most often have masters in curriculum or are master teachers, um, of, of highly tested, you know, content area. Um, and, and, and they have so much to offer as far as a curricular experience that they sometimes get, um, shut down as you're here to fix the printer. You're here to, when my, my Wi-Fi is not working, you're here to show me how to, to right click, you know, whatever the case is. And, um, and, 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 and that's, it's so difficult because that that really you know kind of narrows that opportunity for you to truly change learning um. I've I've shared this story many many times. I'm I'm notorious for saying that um, I got to choose my title whenever I became a director, and I, I wanted to to I wanted it to be digital learning, and then I I very quickly regretted that, and I, I had a yeah. conversation with my my super and um, said, you know, I think I want to change it, and he was like, why? And I said because. When we say digital learning, it implies that there's other learning and there's really not. Um, You know, we don't we don't focus on a tool. We focus on the learning opportunity. And so how can we help people understand that there's not real learning and then there's digital learning, right? Like it's how can we bring that all in together? And, And I think that that's just a huge challenge for us across the board to not get shoved into a corner as the person who can can help with the stuff that gets plugged in, but then there's content stuff that, that comes in a different way.
0: Oh, absolutely. And so many tech coaches, and we're just going to use that term here, but Mm -hmm. so many tech coaches are successful or not just based off of that term. You know, you walk into a classroom and you're the tech coach and the teacher says, Oh, I don't need anything. I'm not doing a tech lesson. And you're going right, but I'm here to coach you in doing these things. But the title or the name on the shirt, um, sometimes puts up a wall Mm -hmm. so how do we do this right that's the question that we try to answer here every week of how how can we all be successful no matter what we're doing where we're doing it what discipline we're doing it. how do we make success when we walk into that classroom
1: I think you know I, I go back to um, a story from from when I was in the classroom still, and uh, my last year, my last year teaching, I did a. Um, it, it stands out to me particularly. I was teaching seventh grade, and I had a um, um, a, a, a very extensive. Um, genius project that I was working on with my my seventh graders in English. And, um, so I I had tapped into all kinds of people from all kinds of industries to come in and, um, and speak to my classes. And so one of my, um, good friends good family friends, he, uh, is in research and development for, um, an aerospace company. So he came in and he was talking to Stephen and, 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 uh, it was really great because he has been around me for a really long time. Our kids are good friends and, and he, we know each other really well. That said, this was his first time in a classroom, um, it, experiencing that, you know, not as a, as a student, but actually, you know, leading class. And he, he came up to me at the end of the day and he said, I have to know. And I said, you have to know what, and he said, does your family know? And I was like, does my family know what, what are you talking about? And he said, I mean, you're like schizophrenic schizophrenic. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you change based off of every single part, you know, every single class, you become almost a different person. And so, and I started laughing and I said, no, that doesn't make me schizophrenic. That makes me a person who reads the room and works very well based off of who is with me. Um, I share that story because that same skill set is what becomes super, super important as a coach. We have to be able to Change based upon the teacher, based upon the circumstance, based upon um, you know their needs, the classroom needs, all of those different kinds of things, and understanding that what worked for us even in the classroom, um, or what worked when we were working with Mrs. Smith across the hallway, might not work with Coach Jones. Whenever you walk in, and um, and so we've got to be able to to be comfortable in changing and you know really modifying that. Um, so that said. What I have found most successful within my implementation pieces is, um, first and foremost, being very strong about why I believe that technology is impactful in the classroom. I have to know that for myself, um, but then helping my teachers understand for themselves why that is. So often in um, in one-to-one initiatives or in tech initiatives at all, where we as, as tech coaches start to become introduced, um, it's almost like this has been done to the teacher. Nobody asks their opinion of it whatsoever. And so they do feel like something is being assigned to them or is being asked for them to carry it out. And they don't know how to do that. So we as coaches have to really pause and take our time and not offer them a solution that we think is going to work best for them. But first find out what it is that they want to achieve. Listen to that process that and then work around, um, you know, work, work with them to find you know, and work around their needs in order to find what's going to match in with them.
0: You know, and right there, you hit it. Right. And, and, and again, these are topics that we talk about a lot here on the show of when a tech coach is hired, you know, they're given a specific set of rules. Your job is to go do X, Y, and Z, but hardly ever do you find that a principal, goes you know at the beginning of the year says hi this is brianna our tech coach her job is to do this when she's in the classroom with you you need to do this and there's always that expectation that the tech coach is going to go in and do amazing things but if the teachers don't understand the process that the tech coach is looking for all you're doing is setting them up for not success
1: well, and I would, I would add on many times, um, the principal's not even sure what the tech coach is supposed to do, because oftentimes that's something that comes in at the district level. And then all of a sudden, Hey, you have this coach, you may be assigned to a campus, but nobody's even really talked with the principal about what that's going to look like. And so I, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, um, in our future ready coaches, uh, you know, in our future ready institutes when I'm working with our future ready coaches, um, how do we have these conversations with our principals to make sure that we're having an understanding of what instructional leadership looks like? Because that can be really confrontational as well for a a tech coach or an instructional coach or whatever to walk onto a campus and start talking about instruction. And then if that principal's not having similar conversations, your teachers are are not sure where they need to go with that. And, And I'll tell you where they're gonna go with it. They're gonna go with whatever their principal is asking of them and so we've got to make sure that we you know add in there
0: so we have a couple solutions for you guys Mm -hmm. and one of the solutions is to come down to FETC next month, right? And you've got a lot of great things that are going to be happening and you've got several amazing sessions that you're going to be working with. But before FETC even happens, you have a day for coaches. Talk to us a little bit about what's happening the day before the event. Cause I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to this. I'm flying. And I think at 1030 in the morning, I'm looking forward to getting down to the conference and checking out all the action.
1: Well, yeah, we're super excited. The day before the conference kicks off, so on um, what is that on on Tuesday, mm-hmm. I believe um, we are having an all day um, uh, coaches. Um, kind of pre shop, if you will. And so it'll be future ready coaches. Uh, We're also partnering with, um, with Kennesaw state university. So KSU, uh, is going to be there, um, uh, helping out as well, but we're going to talk a lot about, you know, start sort of, um, grapple with these questions of what does coaching look like for, uh, for, for, um, For you, as well as for um, all of our counterparts across that, how can we uh, take something like the Future Ready Coaches framework um, and and really start to apply some lenses to our own situations? Um, Again, not a playbook but to really find some um, algorithms if you will like what are some uh, some ways that we can start to be you know agile and nimble in handling some of these scenarios and these situations of uh, of supporting instruction and supporting um learning through Technology, um, whether that looks like highlighters or whether that looks like an iPad or whether that looks like Chromebooks, you know, how do we, you know, support that? So we're gonna we're gonna and then we'll have some breakouts and and it'll be, um, you know, a really great day. But I, I'm really excited about that. We, well, I, I'm super proud of FETC for for stepping up and seeing this need for um, bringing a, a strong focus and a strand and a um, and a network around coaching. Uh, you you probably can can identify with this, and I know that that is a conversation that we have so many times with coaches is that we can feel really alone, and um and, and so leaning on that network and finding that network is is probably one of the most impactful things as a coach that that you can do
0: not only do we have a great event happening before the conference starts, but I know there's a lot of great tech coach, uh, themed, uh, presentations during the show. Talk to us a little bit about one of the ones that you're doing. I was really interested in called the future belongs to storytellers. Tell us a little bit about some of these things that you're doing here.
1: So, um, so yeah, like I said, FBTC, they are the, we have a a focus on, um, coaching. And so one of the things that, uh, that, that particular, um, session, uh, I'm really it's super, super close to my heart is to talk about what does story mean um, as a coach and as a leader. And so how do we both hear the stories that are happening um, on our campuses and from our teachers, from um, our, uh, our, our students, and how can we um, help them craft their own stories and share out? And so, so we're going to talk a, a lot about that from the perspective of story as communication. So um, I, I like to say, that st- um, story is actually the oldest form of education that we have. That's how we started having um, conversation. Learning means conversation, learning means um, an exchange of information. And so, um, wrapping that in story. Is is truly how um, how our brains can can really process it and and solidify that. And I don't mean once upon a time stories or you know, um, you know these necessary necessarily um, English terms that we that we wrap around that. Um, truly, just what does good communication look like, and how can we can um, how can we create that in order to have uh, to. to to really build the momentum of implementation.
0: Now, you're also not just coming down there to help out the tech coaches. You're also helping out administrators. One of your sessions is called Implement for Impact Beyond the Rollout. Tell us a little bit about that one.
1: So that's kind of like what we were talking about a little bit earlier, where so often we as administrators, we're the ones who are the clo- who, who are closest to these initiatives. And um, I, I kind of describe it basically of, you know, we're, we're at this time of year right now where we're starting to make some changes and some choices about what does 2020 look like? It's, you know, resolution time is, is just around the corner. And so often when you are making resolutions, um, you, the person who's making that resolution is the one who is going to be most versed in that. So if I say, okay, I'm going to change my eating habits, um, for next year, I'm going to be the one who's researching all of that. Who's doing, uh, you know, finding out all the details, picking out which one that I want to be best for. I'm going to, you know, figure out how it's going to impact my budget, how it's going to do all these things, but my family's not. And so when I start to implement these changes, I have the buy-in. My family may go along with it, because that's what they're doing, but they're not, not going to have the buy-in that I would. And, and um, I use that analogy because it, it, it that's so much of what we see whenever we talk about an initiative, like a one-to-one and, um, you know, as, as that district administrator, I'm the one who's closest to it. So I've got to get that buy-in from my teachers, from my principals, from each level, um, of, of a person at our school district, from our community members, from our, 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 parents, from our students, all of these different pieces. And, and it can't be this, what I like to refer to as bobblehead, um, Uh, agreement, which is what ends up happening, right? Like we say, oh, well, we had these committee meetings and people came and they agreed to it. Well, that's great, but they're still not believers until they actually understand their why behind that. So we're going to dive in into those ideas around that. And what does that look like as far as, you know, what are some good best practice ways in order to get that buy in? at those levels and truly move your your, your initiative to um, to to that implementation and to get you to that transformation.
0: We're talking today to Brianna Hodges. You can find all about her over at briannahodges.com and check her out on Twitter at bhodgesedu. Now, Brianna, one of the things that I know that you're deeply uh, in, in, passionate about is working with tech coaches with Future Ready. Talk to us a little bit about what Future Ready is doing with tech coaches globally. I know we talked a little bit about it at FETC, but how does a tech coach reach out and be a part of this amazing, um, establishment that's going on with future ready coaches?
1: well um you can find us at futureready.org forward slash coaches and um, we have a facebook group would love for people you can just search future ready um, instructional coaches and um, and we uh it's it's, it's, a, it's a great way to to jump into the network and and um, stay connected with us regardless of a conference or a time a frame or anything like that um what is this this network that we've established and and, and how does it all come to be well the thing that i love the most about um, about future ready coaches, and I, I was really really fortunate to get to be um, kind of with the coaches part of it from the ground up. Um, Dr. Sarah Thomas and I both serve as national advisors for instructional coaches, and um, and it was really really important for us to get to talk about the differences that coaches have, and um, and and how can we. Again, I feel like I, I keep repeating myself, but how can we not say these are the the 16 steps that you're going to do and everybody's going to have to do this exactly the same. And instead, look at it as this algorithm, as this framework of how can we take the things um, that that. Are are so prevalent in our educational system, and then have some considerations, create some question stems, some some pieces like that, in order to start to make some decisions and and kind of have, again, not have the answers, but instead find the right questions to start asking, so that we can make it be most appropriate for us, and so. Um, you know that's what that's really what future ready coaches is is it's these um you know these lenses that we get to look at and and say how can you know we we change this and we want We know these outcomes that we're trying to achieve. It's not necessarily going to be, here's the top 10 apps that you need to have. Here's the best device that it has to be. It's really giving you those questions, giving you those algorithms so that you can make the decision that's gonna be best for you and for your learners.
0: And that's extremely important when, as we said at the top of the show, everyone's doing things a little differently. Everybody's got a different school district. Everyone's got different responsibilities, roles, even the title and job description. What are some of the things that a tech coach this year can do to support themselves? Not just maybe online, but, you know, in their classrooms. Maybe they are struggling. Maybe they're new. Maybe they've been doing it for 10 years and they're ready. What's a, a great way that a tech coach can get professional development for themselves, you know, other than listening to this podcast?
1: Well, I think this is definitely a great way to start. I mean, you know, it, definitely a, a, number one on a good list to, to consider. Um, I think first and foremost, for me, um, it's, it's listening to yourself. Because you got to remember why you got into it. I, I have yet to meet a single coach anywhere in the country that was forced into the role that they're in. Um, I have yet to meet somebody who was told you have no choice but to to fill this role. Every single one of us applied for it. Every single one of us sat down in an interview. We felt like this was something that was going to be um, good for us and good for, for students. I, I've also not met a single educator anywhere in the country that got into education simply for the money. Right? Like you know, there's there's there we have to I, I say all of that because we have to remember our why of why it was that we decided to do this because whether you're um brand new into coaching and you've been doing it for three months or whether you've been in it for 13 years it it, this job will age you right like you you forget it's it's very easy to forget that passion um but you're you're never going to go you're never going to attend a um um, a professional learning opportunity that is going to make you passionate. You have to do that for yourself. You have to to remind yourself of that. So um, I, I like to spend a lot of time reminding myself of what my why is. And, and I think that that's really important. Um, kind of get to know yourself and, and remember that that's something that should be done um, repeatedly. Uh, it's not a, um, okay, I got the job and now I never have to come back to that again. Just like our students change every year, our teachers change every year, our administrators change every year and our circumstances change every year. And so we've got to revisit that and make sure that, that we're kind of coming into that. Outside of that, I think, you know, staying in contact um, with your professional learning network. Um, I have a ton of people from all over the country that I talk to on a regular basis, um, whether it's through, mo- and most often it's through social media, right? And I rely on them um constantly to uh, answer my questions that I have. uh, Because again, like I said earlier, coaching is very lonely. And so um, and and uh, with that, coaching is also one of those situations where people look to us to have the answers. And so it becomes really nerve wracking when we don't. And so we've got to look to those others who can say, hey, you know, hey, have you tried this before? Yes, I have. Okay, great. Can you help me because I've got to help somebody and and it just gives you a little bit of that opportunity to connect in with that.
0: Brianna, you are an amazing tech coach and I'm looking forward to seeing you and meeting you really um next month only in a few more days here really at FETC. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, but everybody who's listening knows that it's coming We have a tradition here on our tech coaching show. We would love to know if you guys are, if you're interested in taking our five question challenge, we call it the Jersey five, five questions to get you thinking and to get to know you a little bit better. Brianna, would you be interested in taking the challenge tonight?
1: Oh, challenge. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I can't turn down a challenge.
0: We have our holiday edition of the Jersey Five. Question number one, Brianna Hodges, what is your favorite Twitter account or hashtag to follow?
1: Oh, my favorite hashtag is lead, capital H-E-R, ship.
0: Oh, I don't know that one. I will check that one out. <laughs> number two, what is your favorite educational tool?
1: I am... Um, I'm a sucker for the iPad or anything that, ha- yeah, uh, 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 iPad slash um, tablet that has an enabled camera.
0: I like that answer. That, see, see, right there, that is a tech coach, right? Something that you can use, <laughs> right? Most people use an app or they say a specific you know, mm-hmm. website. And I'm like, no, nope, you're going for the creation tool. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> All right. They get harder from here. Number three, the best advice you've ever been given as a tech coach.
1: listen first i think that um let listen first and then remember that you don't have to have the answer pause and say i don't know the answer but i let's find it together uh, and and remembering that um it, i think that that's yeah yeah i'll leave it at that that's probably hands down best best advice and, and thing that I've ever been told and that I've tried to keep in heart.
0: Number four, and this is a weird one, but we'll, (laughs) we'll, we'll try to frame this one together here. What is the thing that you hope your teachers remember about you at the end of the year as a tech coach? Or you Mm. can say at the end of your presentation or at the end of, you know, whatever, however that translates into what the work that you do, what's your lasting impression?
1: I want, I I would ask, uh, I would hope for two things. Um, one would be authenticity and two would be relevancy. Um, I, I think that, you know, as a, as a coach and, and, uh, a little throw to your, uh, your your evening that you shared that you had yesterday about going to, to the Star Wars. Um, you know, we all know that we felt what it's like to, to leave the classroom and then be considered on the dark side, right? And then now all of a sudden, we are, are seen as someone who suddenly doesn't remember what it's like to be in those shoes and so um i I would hope that at the end of of my at at the end of the year at the end of any kind of interaction that i would be still seen as authentic and relevant
0: that's awesome that's awesome that's a good one i like that one (laughs) but but we're not done yet we have one more question here um this is always (laughs) the challenging one and and, and i i I love watching you get these questions Mm -hmm. here What is the best teachable moment you've ever had?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. I've had a lot of teachable moments. Um, I think one of my most favorite teachable moments, I've shared some of this before. Um, Hmm. Okay one of my most favorite teachable moments was actually when my teaching got thrown back on me um, not by one of my students but by one of my parents. So um, I had left a district and I was still in the classroom and I had gone from um, a certain I had gone from from teaching really really advanced classes and having um, very, gifted students um for the most part and then having um one set of classes that were the quote unquote rough and tumbly kids because as a coach they would often give me those um which was great i like to call them my street cred co- uh, street mm-hmm. cl- street cred class um and uh when i left that district and i went to another one um my class roster switched completely so i had um the ever i had every single kid who had any type of paperwork who had ever been retained who had ever ever failed um, a state standardized test, who was special education, who was ELL, every single one of them. And I didn't know what to do. And I sat in my classroom and I cried, and I thought, I don't know how to reach these kids. And I called um, one, of, uh, one of my dear friends from the previous school district who happened to be the special education director there. And I was like, what am I gonna do? I don't know what to do with this. I had actually had all three of her kids in the classroom and i'd also coached all three of her kids in shot put and that's very important in this story and the reason for that is she said you're going to do what you've always done with your kids and i was like what is that and she said you're going to teach them the same way it doesn't matter what their scores are you're going to teach them the same way and you're going to remind yourself to throw heavy and i started laughing and i was like what do you i was like i can't believe you just threw that back at me and she was like and, and so basically what throwing heavy means is you practice heavy, you practice harder than what you're actually going to do in the tested situation, because then it's natural for you. It's easier for you because you've always worked so much harder. So I think that was like the best teachable moment for me was to remember that it's not your situation that you have to handle. It's always go harder than what you've you'll always be able to to meet the situation if you approach it um knowing that that you can overcome it if you just throw heavy from the very beginning then it feels lighter whenever you're ready to walk into
0: it well if you're ready to tech coach heavy, the best place to do that is FETC happening this January. We're going to be out there from January 14th, 15th, 16th and 17th, I believe it is. I'm going to, I'm going to be down there doing our TeacherCast Educational Podcasting Workshop. Check that out. Check out all the great stuff. I'll be also doing interviews, and hopefully you'll see me and Brianna doing an interview together down there. I'll be chasing her around and, (laughs) and, and seeing what we can do together down there with all of our tech coaches and educational podcasters. Brianna, I want to say thank you so much for your time and thank you for also sharing your your passions with the Teacher Cast Tech Coaches Network. Is there anything that you'd like to leave us with or any kind of inspirational quote that you might like that will carry us into 2020?
1: I think, you know, for me, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really one of those people that gets really big around um, finding a word or doing, you know, great big, huge things around um, Around the new year. Uh, that said, I am I, I don't know why I am super excited about 2020, and I think part of it is just because, as uh, like I, I like—I like the the meaning of 2020. I mean, I was a kid who. I had contacts. I had glasses. I couldn't see, like I couldn't even see the mirror um, in front of me. And so I love the play on 2020, and I love that it is, a, you know, it's this opportunity to have clarity around our work and have clarity around our our passion, and have clarity around our value. And so um, that's that's the the that's what I'd like to leave us with is you know find that for yourself. Know that you are in this position because you have so much value. And just like sitting in that optometrist when, um, you know, they flip the, the, the lens over and they say, which is better a or B one or two, you know, find those different opportunities to flip that lens for your different teachers and see which, which is going to be better for them and how you can help them see themselves more clearly as well.
0: Wow. You are amazing. And, and, and I hope that we have a chance to catch up, and I hope you guys have a chance to share Ask the Tech Coach with your friends. This is, of course, episode number 75. You can find out all of everything over on the archives over at AskTheTechCoach.com. If you check out the website today and you notice it's a little different, we've been doing a lot of work on it, and we're looking forward to sharing all of the updates, including a new graphic that we're going to be coming out with pretty soon, all about tech coaching and how you guys can be a great tech coach over on the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. Don't forget to check out everything over at FutureReady.org org forward slash coach coaches 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 future, yes future <laughs> forward slash coaches it is an amazing opportunity out there for you guys check that stuff out today and on behalf of brianna and everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students